Hey guys, welcome back to the Moto Academy podcast, the number one podcast in motocross. If you enjoy listening and want to watch full episodes, you can enjoy them inside the Moto Academy app. Try your first month free by using code MOTOFREE at club.themotoacademy.com and experience the world's best online motocross community and training platform. Again, that's code MOTOFREE at club.themotoacademy.com. See you guys inside the app. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, we're back at it again. The Moto Academy podcast featuring yours truly, Albert Joseph Catanzaro, a.k.a. AJ. I wonder how many people knew my middle name. wonder how many people knew my first name. Yes, my name is Albert. Gonna be Uncle Uncle Bert one day, maybe uh Grandpa Albie. We have some options. We have some options. Uh Motor Academy Podcast, number one podcast in motocross, and we I just recorded one. I just recorded one. I did an outfit change, and guess what? This is probably gonna be a week later, but it's actually only 10 minutes later. Changed, had four hard-boiled eggs and a piece of uh or a bagel with Kerrygold butter and honey. Mm. Mm. And it's a Dave's Killer Bread Bagel, cinnamon raisin Dave's Killer Bread Bagel with Kerrygold butter and honey. And it is like, it's mm, ooh, 9.8 out of 10 every time. It's like dessert. Probably not good for you. Probably a lot of sugar, although, you know, and that bread or that bagel, Dave's bread costs an absolute fortune. So does Kerrygold butter and so does the honey. So it's not cheap. The eggs, we're working with some organic pasture-raised eggs. So the eggs are also a fortune. Uh, but you know what? That's how we do things around here. We like to eat, we try to eat healthy with it. Oh, oh man. Okay. This podcast is going to be just me. Sitting in here in the van, talking by myself, and you know how these episodes go. So strap in. It means basically that I'm going to talk about a whole lot of nothing with no rhyme or reason as to what order I talk about it in. I'll probably start talking about things and then very quickly shift to different topics. And then maybe I'll come back to that topic or more than likely I'll forget it altogether. Uh, Will we talk about Supercross? Nope. Will we talk about dirt bikes? Maybe, but maybe not. It depends where the questions lead us. I'm probably going to answer a few questions to try to keep me on the rails. And guess what? I forgot again. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. I forgot my notebook. I have so many good things written in that notebook and I forgot it. Christian, you might be asking yourself right now, well, why doesn't he just go inside and just get his notebook? Because I don't feel like it, Christian. All right. I don't feel like it. And that's the answer to a lot of things. I just don't feel like it. And that's not a good answer. That's not a good answer. That's the answer of somebody that procrastinates, which I do not. Uh, And that's the answer of somebody that just is a little bit lazy, which I am not. But I just don't feel like it. And when Millie asks me things, maybe that's how I'll answer her her too. Why, Dad? Because. Because. Let's see. I'm recording there. We're recording there. The van is plugged into Allie's dad's house, but... It doesn't seem like it's charging the van. So 
I don't know how much life we're going to get out of this. This might be a shorter episode, so we'll do a little test run, see if you guys enjoy the shorter episodes or not. Also, last episode, I forgot to turn on the lights up above. So for those of you that watch these regularly, and I know we voted on this before, but let's do a let's do an updated vote. Who uh, do I look better? Does my hair specifically look better with the lighting on? And I know we've done this before, or the lighting off. I know we've definitely had some votes of keep that lighting off, just have that one light up here, which kind of does the trick. But then we got shadows casted everywhere and stuff, or do we want to run the top lights on? Now, I don't know, especially today, because maybe if it were dark outside, but since the sun is kind of hitting off the van, we might be overexposed with it. And, and I apologize. So I'm going to answer some questions. The first question I'm actually looking at here is from Sealer997, Siler Sealer. Got a chance to meet him at Moto Bros, a track in Florida last week when we had the team all in for uh, content week and super nice guy. He is living and doing something that actually Allie and I have talked about doing many, many times, which is living in an RV and just traveling around. I think he said they have a couple of kids potentially and a couple of dogs floating around in that RV. So it must be a little hectic, but that's cool. They keep just changing locations they can go wherever they want. I think that's that's pretty sweet. He's got a brand new KTM 300, I think that's what it was. Uh, super cool guy. Happy to have people like that inside the Moto Academy app. If you want to be able to send in your questions, make sure you go to club.themotoacademy.com. And uh, those are the only people I have access to be able to submit questions for these podcasts. By the way, thank you guys for listening. Our... Our, our our downloads, I think is what it's called for podcasts and the listeners continue to just, we're ramping up. So thank you guys. Uh, Sealer997 asked, hey, AJ, my question is, would you consider doing private lessons in Florida where people would come to you? Tracks closer to you, so it wouldn't take as much time away from your family. If so, let me know. I'd be interested to schedule some. Okay, great question. That's how my business started, was the private lessons. I do want to get back to a point where, and we will get back to a point where I'm doing more private setting stuff. <clears throat> For the time being right now, I'm just, I have too much going on and there's just no possible way that I can justify putting time aside to do private lessons right now. I really think that once we get past 24 and hit a couple of the key targets we're looking to hit, a couple of the major things we're looking to put in place, then for 25 and beyond, I'd really love to get back to more of the grassroots of it and be doing the private setting stuff. I do love doing that. And, uh, you know, even and because it's fun, it's fun doing all of it. I really do enjoy doing all of it. But that was one of the reasons that uh, Coach James said that he, I think he really disliked the travel, but he, James said that he really, really liked doing the private setting stuff. And I can see why it's, you get to just have that really personal one-on-one -on -one interaction. And even if it's only for two hours, it's, you can, 
you can accomplish so much in a two hour time span where when you have a class of let's say 20 riders, two hours goes by like that and you're really limited to one-on-one time with each person, which is why I think the app is so critical because people have that one-on-one time with me whenever they want it through the direct message system. But yeah, I miss doing the one-on-one stuff. We'll get back to it. Just not quite yet. Not quite yet. Um, But good question though. Let's see. Tony had these a little unorganized because I had answered some of these. Steph Honda 256. Sorry, I couldn't send a video. Oopsie daisy. Steph, make sure you send me a message too. We can figure out why you weren't able to send a video. Why do I never feel stable on the bike going around berms and corners? Hmm. I'm sure a lot of people can attest to that. Steph Honda. 256. Why do I never feel stable on the bike going around berms and corners? It's impossible to guess that completely accurately accurately without seeing you ride. But what I will say is that there's two key ingredients that are likely the, the source. One, you have lack of upper body stability, which means that a lot of people, when they sit down, they they sit and they their abs will turn off and they slouch the shoulders will kind of roll and hunch forward creates this whole roll of the back and this is the position that they sit in not only do they sit in this position anytime they sit period they sit in this position when they're on the dirt bike as well which connects your lower body and your upper body is one so now i am literally just getting flung from side to side with zero control of what the bike does something and I'm going to feel it all the way up to my head. It's really a dangerous thing. And people don't understand the importance. There's high level pros. There's fast pros that ride hunched like this. And then they wonder why they crash all the time. It's like, well, your whole body is one. Of course you're going to crash all the time, especially when you're going from 250 to 450, or especially when you're trying to go that fast, you have to tighten your abs and pull your shoulder blades back it's going to create just nice looking posture and it's going to put your hips into the correct position the technical term is an anterior pelvic tilt so if you were to google that you would see what that difference looks like in the hip position uh in the pelvis but it it disconnects the lower body from the upper body it's as simple as that and so once you figure that out and honestly i can't think of a sport where the the hunch would be the thing that you would want to do because you skiing I mean, I'm talking hockey, anything you'd want that lower body to be doing all the work, the upper body, really the key is like, don't move the upper body, have the head stay really, really still. So that's the one thing. Second thing, and a lot of people really struggle with this, is matching, uh, the key to a consistent corner is matching your lean angle to your speed. Simple concept, but difficult when you, especially when you don't have the confidence to figure out like, okay, what is the right match? And when it's not the right match, how do I fix it in real time to not completely abort mission on the corner? So if you're coming into a corner, you're trying to maintain like a a few degrees of lean angle. That's the first thing I'll say is you don't have to lean that much. And you watch top pros, Jet does a good job of this. Jet can hit a corner really, really fast and he doesn't have to lean the bike over that much at all so it just creates a lot of consistency to where in less risk so if you're just trying to maintain a little bit of lean angle and you let off of the throttle the bike will dip 
if you get on the throttle, the bike will stand up. If you get on the front brake and you're in a rut, the bike will dip. If you get off the front brake, the bike will stand up. If you pull the clutch in, the bike will dip. If you let the clutch out, the bike will likely stand up. If you hit the rear brake, the bike will stand up. There's all of these things that affect the lean angle. And it's just figuring out, first of all, eliminating the variables. I would eliminate the clutch and I'd eliminate the rear brake altogether. I would even eliminate the front brake for now. Just try to match throttle to lean angle. And the hard part is, is like when people start to dip, they either give up on it completely and fall or they panic and rah, too much throttle all at once because they panic and they try to save themselves and they just stand the bike up all at once. So it's like constant just twitchiness and instability. The best way to practice that, honestly, is figure eight, circle track, corner track. Figure eights are awesome because you can create a figure eight really, really, really tight and it is re it's difficult. It's technical. You could put the bike in first gear and it's just you're, you're low speed, so you're not afraid of crashing and hurting yourself, but it can become super technically challenging and just creates a lot of understanding of the correct body position and then all of the controls and how much momentum versus lean angle you need. Um, and that, that should be the answer. What I will say is send me a message and send a video of your riding footage in because if you haven't already, Steph Honda 256, because I could see, somebody could send me a five second video and I can break that five second video down and tell you exactly, exactly what you're doing wrong. I've got some, you guys would crack up if you'd seen some of the videos that I get that I have to try to like, what am I? Like, first of all, I'll get somebody will send a video and it's from like two football fields away, taken with a, a freaking Nokia, one of those phones that's got the, the walkie talkie. And it, there's 20 people on the line. They don't tell me who it is. So now I'm just trying to figure out who's the person on the line. Okay, it's two football fields away. Can't quite see. And I do a good job of breaking it down. Even then, people send in GoPro like footage from their helmets. A lot of times that's difficult to be able to give proper advice. But the one thing I pride myself on is I don't just throw out random advice just to try to say something and make it sound like I'm helping them if I don't actually gather any info from the video. But with that said, I'm really good at being able to watch some of these videos that aren't always ideal and like be able to find that one little nugget that can help somebody. And that just comes with experience on my end, I guess. I, nobody, that's what's cool about this app too, is nobody has more experience than I do when it comes to reviewing motocross footage and giving feedback on motocross footage. There's just, there's no way anybody, the, the amount of videos that I watch every single day and responding back to is absurd. It's absurd. And we're going to have to figure that out. But the we've got some news. And I mentioned on the last, last podcast, I can't talk about it, but I'll talk about it this much. There's something coming. There's something to brewing. And it has to do with this thing in my hand. And I can't freaking wait. I can't wait. It's going to 
it's gonna it's gonna change it's gonna change the game of what we do on these things involving Moto Academy in every way. So yeah, great way to start out 2024 with with this. I'm I'm extremely excited. Again, I can't really I can't specify, but it's coming soon soon quarter one 2024 all right we got mike and andrew we got a question from mike and andrew another written question any advice on how to handle stress and negative thoughts how would you explain your advice to your young self 12 to 13 years old oh boy this is a tough one to answer without putting any forethought into any advice on how to handle stress and negative thoughts. How would you explain your advice to your young self, 12 to 13 years old? So there's a million different ways you can answer this. I'm probably not going to do it efficiently, but the, the source First of all, learning how to be really present is important because you can learn to be still and to quiet your mind when you need to do that. Stress stress comes from thinking about something that doesn't involve right here, right now. Stress involves thinking about the past. Stress involves and anxiety involves thinking about the future. Unfortunately, most people live in this cyclical, just this cycle of only thinking about the past and only thinking about the future and very, very, very small amounts of their fractions of their time each day is spent really being present, really being present. When you're present, when you're here, right here, right now, you are not stressed. You are not anxious. You don't have any of those negative thoughts because you are right here, right now, focused on what is right there in front of you. That's why people enjoy riding dirt bikes because it is so, it is that meditation that brings them into the present moment. But you can practice breathing exercises. You can practice um meditation like induction exercises that you can do it takes 30 seconds maybe a minute when you get better and better at it it could take 20 seconds 10 seconds five seconds to really pull you into the present moment to ignore all of the stuff that really is made up past doesn't exist the future doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is the present moment right here. I don't know if that's difficult or impossible to explain to a 12 or 13 year old. Um, as far as negative thoughts go, let's see if I could try this one. Recognizing that negative thoughts is thoughts, period. Mm, this is difficult. This is difficult. If I was firing on all syllables today, I could get this one. Because explaining this to a 12 or 13 year old could be difficult, potentially. But the visual I have in my mind to understand 
the conscious and the subconscious is so clear, I think I could draw that picture for a child. The negative thought that pops up, the negative thought that is, um, oh, I'm ugly. Uh, I, my nose is ugly. My why pimples like that's ugly. Uh, I, man, I'm horrible at basketball. Or uh, I'm gonna fail this test. There's no way I can pass this test. I don't know anything. All of that is the subconscious, which is the way I like to look at the subconscious. Is it's a computer? It's a computer program. It's a computer program that over time and over your life has been fed and wired a certain way, programmed a certain way to when something happens, the computer does this. When this happens, the computer does that. And it's just a set of automatic programs. That's it. The thoughts, the negative thoughts and the negative or the, the false truths, the false self-beliefs that you have about yourself, all are within that computer program. The, the thing, the consciousness that is able to observe the computer program. So for example, when you're having the thought of that negative thought, whatever it is, I suck at dirt bike riding. And then in the moment of having the negative thought, you observe yourself oh man, I shouldn't be having that negative thought. That's a, Those are two different things. <laughs> the thing that is observing is the, is you being conscious. That's you being, when I say present, that's, that's you being conscious. And what that means is you're then outside of the computer software and you can then make changes to the computer software. So that's when people talk about detachment it's stepping outside of, it's being able to observe and make corrections, make alterations, rewire learned behaviors and change self-truths. Like if you live for 12 years of your life, over the twelve years, first 12 years of your life, you're going to develop these truths about yourself that you believe and don't even question, but yet they're not even true. You've just told yourself that they're true. And then all it would take is for the observer, for you to be able to reflect and think about and write down, okay, what are all these things that I believe to be true? And then start asking questions about each one. And what you will quickly realize is there's no real merit or truth to any of them. And they can all be changed at any time. I think once I understood that, and by the way, I didn't understand this, I'm still learning to understand, of course, but I didn't understand this until two years ago. The moment I understood, it unlocked an entire different level because I realized that I could become anybody that I wanted to be. All of the little things I didn't like about myself, like when driver Jamie and I were talking on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about how he says, I don't express uh, emotion or show emotion at all. That's something that I don't, I'm not proud of that. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. I, that is something I want to, and I will improve upon. And for the longest time, I didn't think it was possible. If anything, you lean more into that. So you become more of that type of person because it's just automatic and it's comfortable and it's known and it's familiar. But when you learn 
to just embrace the uncertain of, I don't know what the heck's going to happen, but I'm going to act this way because this is the type of person I want to become. And you just start fully acting like that type of person that you want to become. The old, all of those old truths just begin fading away and disappearing. They really do. And I've done this one step at a time with everything. I remember reflecting on the type of boss and leader that I was a couple of years ago. This is maybe three years ago. And I didn't, I was starting to not like the type of leader that I thought that I was getting close to becoming, which was somebody that was uh, just all over the place and not that I couldn't make a decision because I very much could, but that like I couldn't create a plan and I, I, I definitely used to be impatient and there was two or three qualities that I recognized as things that needed improvement and then I was able to just completely change completely change focus on one thing at a time and find mentors even mentors that like i don't know i just watch them on youtube i read their books and people that i want to become similar to and have certain traits and then i just start acting that way next thing you know you are that you, you are that person but self-reflection is incredibly important um asking a lot of self-reflecting questions when you feel certain ways, pretty easy way to get down to the root of like the thought and understanding that, you know, usually it's completely irrational and doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm not firing on all syllables today, but maybe that, you know, that would confuse the heck out of a 12 or 13 year old. Oh my God. Whoopsie daisy. That would confuse a 12 or 13 year old. What I would say is... <laughs> I would give my 12 or 13 year old self, and this is funny because these are meant to be kids, like kids books for younger than 12 or 13 probably, but every book that I've written, written, no, read by Kobe Yamada, which are books that we got from Millie, I would give my 12 year old self all of those books and I would say, read these books every morning when you wake up, every night before you go to bed at night and read them as if every, like understand, read and understand as if these books are going to be the complete roadmap to how you think and how you live your life. And when you start to embrace all of those qualities, it you, your old self just gets left in the dust, left in the dust. Mike and Andrew, good question. Horrible answer, my bad, but good question. Let's see. Okay, that's all of those questions. I don't know if there were other ones. Answered questions. Answered, 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 unanswered. Okay, that was my only unanswered folder. So thank you guys for submitting those. Again, club.themotoacademy.com is how you submit any questions that you might have. And they don't always have to be dirt bike related. In fact, I usually enjoy the ones that aren't dirt bike related. I am currently 
scrolling through my phone. Oh, oh I almost gave away an idea and I just I can't say it. I can't say it. We did an entire video day on the Stark. For those of you that have ridden the Stark, I would love to hear what your thoughts are. I was... I had a blast. I think that bike is a work of art. I think it's a beautiful looking bike. I, I feel like the Stark is the best looking dirt bike that's out there. Let me, am I going to piss some people off by saying that? I don't know. Electric or not, I think it is the best looking bike. I love the gray color that I rode. I'm obsessed with that color. And now I, I don't own that, by the way. In the videos, it might have seemed like I owned it, but Stark came, brought us a bike for the day which was super cool and we're we're working on some stuff we're working on some stuff oh somebody just okay so this i am in a group chat with a couple of moto academy members we're working on something that's about to come out probably in the next couple months and it involves quotes being sent through and the last quote that was sent through was progress. And this is on topic with kind of what I was just kind of getting into. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Progress is impossible without change. So just think about even that first sentence. Progress is impossible without change. I get so many messages inside the Moto Academy app with people asking questions, people really, really like wanting to do something and they don't know where to start and they have so many things that are stopping them in their head. And a lot of that, a lot of those things have to do with the fact that they are uncomfortable or maybe some of them unwilling to change. And that's the subconscious. When you talk about the subconscious program, it, the subconscious program is completely wired in a way that it is, it needs things to be familiar. It needs to have like, okay, this is happening. So this is what's, what we're going to do. This is happening, so this is what we're going to do. It's all familiar things. As soon as something is unfamiliar, the subconscious mind is like, nope, uh-uh, no, we can't have that. Like, we got to, it's all got to be familiar. So that's, I think, why the default for people is, a deep, the default is people are not comfortable with change. But progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. It's a great quote. That's a great quote. I've been sending in quotes to those guys as frequently as I can so we can just stack them up and stack them up. And then I think you all will really like what we're going to do with them. I have a cool concept. I think it will be quite fun and really productive and helpful for people. Um... You know what? This might be the shortest episode of all time because I absolutely have no clue what I want to talk about. And I'm hungry and I haven't had a coffee yet. 
What I will say is it's hot in here. It's definitely hot in here. Yep. What else? There's a microwave over there to my right. There's a, a TV up here in the van with a speaker above it. I haven't figured out how to turn the TV on or that speaker still, but it looks cool. Um, there's mold in the van. So I said it last episode, but this van is getting picked up right after this podcast ends. Brought to California. Being completely stripped down and rebuilt from scratch. Which is slightly unfortunate. Oh. But it's the name of the game. Things go wrong. And you got to figure out. The book I'm reading right now is quite good. I highly recommend it. It's Patrick Bet David. It's called Your Next Five Moves. And the last chapter I just read was about how it was about processing and learning how to process when uh, challenges and issues and and things pop up that you have to be able to navigate and really think clearly through. And he has a uh, solve for X is what he calls it. Diagram essentially of how you can solve for the problem and the unknown and f and find the solution in a really calculated way and then the the chapter i read last night before i went to bed was how to build your team which is something that i've becoming more and more and more focused on lately i think that building the team is the most important part i don't think there's anything more important than building the team to build the team you have to learn how to be the best person possible because you have to you have to no, you have to be able to attract to the right type of people. And if you're not if you're not a good person, you're not going to attract the right type of people. If you don't have the right mind, you're not going to attract the right type of people. And you're not going to choose people correctly either along the way. But building the right team is so, so important. And uh, yeah, the chapter I went to bed reading last night was talking about that. A lot of my books lately have shifted more into the business end and the business focus. And I think that would be the plan. I just released a video on YouTube yesterday on why I'm not racing Supercross 2024. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about it here on the podcast. But that is what we're planning. 2024 is very much going to be the year of just taking the business absolutely to the next level. And I'm looking, trying to find the analytics here. Well, now I've stumbling upon Moto Academy podcast clips analytics. Will Deegan or Beaumaire be more successful? Let me guess, that ranked one out of 10. Sure did. By a long shot, 15K views uh, in the first day, 151 comments, people probably arguing with each other. <laughs> Somebody just commented, well, this didn't age well, hashtag San Diego. It's funny how people oh, don't understand even the thought process behind that, huh? I do not care at all who's better or trying to guess who's better. I would just... And also, I think when people comment on YouTube videos, they must not actually watch the video. I think they only... I think they only comment... Yeah, man. Maybe YouTube's the wrong demographic. What the heck are you guys talking about? LOL. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? Oof. 
just a lot of low level individuals in the YouTube comment po- in the YouTube comment feed. But that is why I have a person that does that all for me. Let's see. AJ Cat and Zero YouTube. Let's pop in here. See how it did. The real reason why I'm not racing. Uh, performing three out of ten. Not great. 11k views first 19 hours not great let's see real what's is the thumbnail not good yeah thumbnail could probably be changed world's worst podcast world's worst podcast fulgum fulgum craft says because he can't make the main event unbelievable Made all of them last year. Premix Papa in the comment thread. Unreal. Unreal. A lot of really nice comments. You are an inspiration. Congratulations on your family, AJ. Stay safe and God bless. Smart man. Can't ride forever. Thinking about the business and your future after racing is a good move. That's what thinking outside, that's what being a parent will do. Gets you thinking outside the box. It's very nice. Also, that's uh, not how, that's not this. Can't ride forever. Thinking of business and your future after racing is a good move. Um, let, let's talk about that for a second, shall we? The That was the advice I was, all, everybody was always trying to give me. And I think that it was the kind of wrong advice for certain reasons, the wrong advice because the, everybody's conversations in that was like the plan B, the plan B, what are you going to do if, uh, what are you going to do when the, it was all plan B talk. I don't think plan B thinking is a good idea. I really don't. I think you create a vision and you stay in the path of that vision. You you self-reflect a lot. So you make sure that that vision is still something that you want to be pursuing, but then you pursue it, no questions asked, and there's not a plan B. Um, so the 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 what that person's saying maybe is not completely accurate. That's just I was trying to trying to get through the next five years as strategic as possible. AJ, whether you do or don't, I hope we see you back out there, bro. But man, you're doing the right thing. Family comes first. And anyone reading this who's grown understands. Best of luck. We're watching. We're rooting. Just do you, bro, and we'll all be here at the checkered flag. Very nice. Was the video really 11 minutes and 11 seconds long? Whoa. Did Grant do that on purpose? The real reason why I'm not racing Supercross in 2024 and the video is 11-11, which is Millie's birthday, 11-11. I just got chills. That deserves to be pinned. Pinning that comment. Wow. Eleven, eleven. That's cool. 
That's cool. You know what that is, folks? To me, that's a... I don't really believe in coincidences. I believe in like synchronicity. I believe that's a synchronicity of some sort and something that is a sign that is telling me that I made the right decision. A lot of comments here. Okay. Well, 41 minutes of absolutely nothing. If any, oh my God, if anybody is listening to this still, I'm talking, there was dead silence just now for a while. You guys are the true OGs. Shout out to the OGs, especially in the next, the next six weeks of what's going to happen, the changes that we made, the updates that are, the, the, the something happening. There's something happening in the app and it's mega, it's huge, it's ginormous, it's, going to be life-changing and business-changing it's gonna it's it's epic and in my opinion anybody that was in the patreon days those were the ogs now it's like anybody that was in this app currently before what's about to happen you all are ogs so anybody listening to this shout out driver jamie i'm starting to overheat the black mold is getting to me um you guys are awesome See you next podcast. This was the worst one ever. I promise they'll get better from here. Promise. Okay. Toodaloo.